Who's doing the walking? Parashat Re'eh. When we were children, my brother had a distorted old pair of running shoes, which he refused to throw away because they were so comfortable. My mother, to no avail, kept telling him, distorted shoes affect your walk and they can misshape a growing foot. She also had her own theory for me. She'd say, if you walk around in baggy clothing all the time, you'll grow into them and you won't feel yourself getting fat. Now, this is no blog on orthopedics or on weight, but the running shoe and sweatpants admonishments have become symbolic life lessons for me. Where my mother was a pragmatist, I was a philosopher. How often in life do we fall into what is comfortable for us instead of what is good for us? The answer is too often. People are so reluctant to leave their comfort zones as though it was some exemplary state of being. My mother was right. Wearing more fitting clothes has kept me thin. And as for those running shoes, they eventually got tossed. The comfort zone, dear friends, is not your friend. It's a place where we lull ourselves with excuses, cower in fear, and stop seeing who we are and what we're becoming. In the bagginess, the details get lost and there is no valuable reference frame to measure our lives, our growth, and God forbid, our failures. How many of us have chosen friends because we feel comfortable to be ourselves Instead of finding people who are role models and who can teach us something, who can stretch our imagination. Motivational speakers say that we are the average of the five people with whom we spend the most time. As author Jim Quick says, if you hang out with nine broke people, be sure that you will be the tenth one. The Talmudic sages, too, have something to say on this matter, as they do on most. Firstly, distance yourself from a bad friend and do not befriend an evil person. As Rabbi Haninya said, I have learned much from my teachers and even more from my friends. Comfortable to be ourselves? We don't even know who we are unless we've been tried and tested. Have courage to fail. Math teaches us that the more times you try, even if you fail, the more chances you have to succeed. Failure, my friends, is not a death sentence. It's a teacher. It's very sad, tragic, how many of us get too comfortable in jobs that are beneath us, or love relationships that diminish us, or body sizes that inhibit us, or habits that kill us. We even grow comfortable in our misery and the toxic voices in our head. The whole world is bad. I'm the only good normal person left, and as such, we disengage, we get depressed, we stay in our bathrobe, we eat a can of Pringles or chips, cookies, 
watch YouTube and Netflix and spurn our potential and wither away. A person has 70,000 thoughts a day. How are those thoughts feeding our choices? Are they poisonous thoughts or healthy thoughts? It's like we're shopping in the quantum realm. What are you filling your basket with? When you get out, when you get to the checkout counter, is your basket filled with poisonous self-defeating thoughts? Or is it filled with optimism, hope, faith? If someone would come up to any one of us and say, you know, you're a big fat loser, a failure, a moron, an idiot, etc. We wouldn't tell them, you're right. We would tell them where to get off, maybe punch them in the head. The reply would certainly not be godly, saintly. So why do we talk to ourselves that way? Judaism prohibits talking badly about other people, and that includes ourselves. Change your thoughts, change your life. Get out of the comfort zone. Tighten the belt on your baggy clothing and start defining and sculpting who you are and what you can be. Definitely, it's intimidating to dip one's big toe into the big world because even as we get inspired, we really think that everyone else is better than us, smarter than us, more capable than us. Basically, we're afraid of life. But as the book Outliers portrays via data, geniuses are made, they're not born. Few are greater than us naturally. The proof is that the self-help market is a multi-billion dollar market. Without ever opening a self-help book, merely acknowledging the size of that industry should be an instant cure for all your insecurities because that number is telling us, shouting at us, that everyone's in the same boat, everyone needs help, everyone feels afraid and insecure. And still, we fear to venture forth, and the comfort zone sustains us. It lulls us. The status quo, what could be better than that? But it doesn't sustain us, because life is like a treadmill, and it's always moving. You are either going forward or being pulled backwards, sometimes imperceptibly, very slowly, but going backwards just the same. And sometimes we're going forward very slowly, but still you're moving and going in the right direction. The thing is, with backy clothing and staying in our bathrobes and declining all social invitations and new challenges, the fact is, is that we're afraid to know the truth about ourselves and prefer to remain legends in our own minds. If I would get dressed, I would look better than all the girls. If I would have gone into that business, I would have been smarter, more successful than all of them. If 
I would have been so great. But in the meantime, I'm in a baggy pair of sweatpants in a bathrobe watching Netflix and I never test myself. I never put my toe into the big wide world. But my friends, be sure, have faith. We were not assembled in China with substandard components. God himself created us and he is the best manufacturer. So when we connect with our godly purpose, there is no such thing as failure. The only failure there is, is the failure to try. We're soon entering the month of Elul on the Hebrew calendar, which is a month of introspection wherein people try to improve themselves before the Jewish holidays, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But change can never really come if we don't hone in on what needs to be changed. This week's parasha, Re'eh, opens with the words, Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. And we think the choice should be easy and clear. But the evil inclination starts blurring the lines between choices, and very often we grab for the curse because it's comfortable. The chips are comfortable. The alcohol is comfortable. The joint is comfortable. My mistress is comfortable. It's comfortable, but we've chosen the curse. Friends, we have to start analyzing our lives, categorizing our behaviors, and start choosing blessings. We have to stop loving things, people, habits, foods, drugs, drinks that don't love us back. There isn't one among us who doesn't want to adopt the American Army slogan, be all that you can be. Just many of us have stopped acknowledging it. But it's never too late and it's never impossible. We are told that God doesn't recognize the Jewish people from one Yom Kippur to the next. The pure souls that left the synagogue a year earlier have returned in a blemished state only one year later. And my prayer for all of us is that the next year, God won't recognize us once again, but only because we are better, brighter, happier, healthier, and holier than ever before. And as my mother taught, stop falling into things that mask your faults or accommodate them and start clinging to that which will fix them. Shabbat Shalom.